Welcome to Mom Fashions, an honest discussion about the beauty and burden of motherhood. I'm Emily. And I'm Beth. And we hope these next few minutes encourage, inspire, and remind you that we are all in this together. This is Mom Fashions, a Fort Worth Moms production. Episode 53, Finding Space for Me. Hello, Mom Fashion listeners. Beth and I are grimacing a little, a little nervous about this topic. Okay, I am. I don't know if you are. I'm just assuming you feel the same way I do. I feel like I feel like we're going to have some more confessions today. Back to I'm, counseling I'm session. not nervous about this topic, but I'm interested why you're nervous. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So finding, finding space for me mm-hmm. and you, you as me, and essentially finding space for you as a person, as a woman. This is a mega big ongoing discussion that pops up in mom circles all the time because... We feel like it is an area that, I don't know, I like, I think there's an element of shock and surprise that we as moms kind of find ourselves in this depleted situation. Mm -hmm. Did you feel that way? Yeah. A little bit like head in the, what was like with light and the headlights kind of thing. And you're just like, how did I get here? And what has happened? Well, and I, I think that it's it's partially the shock of like you realize where you are all of a sudden. It's like you wake up and you're like, wow, I am empty, right? I'm a shell of myself at this point. But I think, too, that there's so much guilt that mm-hmm. comes along with taking care of ourselves and making time and space for ourselves just within motherhood. Like it's it's like it's part of motherhood's DNA yeah. is that we're going to feel guilty, right? right? Yeah. And so, it's like a rite of passage. Okay. <laughs> I want to know, do you feel like you have a good idea of what you would need to feel more refreshed? No. Okay. So... I have, I'm trying to think, trying to be introspective here. I know that I'm an introvert. Same. Uh Uh-huh. And so we need, at least I know for me, I need time by myself. Correct. Which is nearly impossible. Yes. With kids. Also correct. Yes. So I remember when I was young even, like, which the irony of this statement right now is um, not lost on me, but... Uh, is I would hide out in my closet. And I had a whole, I mean, I had a desk. I had a whole, I mean, my closet was my safe space because we had a lot of kids and I needed my time alone. And that's where I went. And so I still find myself drawn to where on those days where I'm like, I need a break, where I'm like, I wish I could just go hide in my closet and just sit there by myself mm-hmm. for hours. Like right. that sounds wonderful. So I know that I need time to myself, but that is really it's really hard to come by. I'm not one of those where I'm like, you know, I need to 
you know, I need to go get my nails done or I need to go shopping or I need to, you know, I think people have the different things that kind of fill their bucket. Mm -hmm. Mine is just, I really just want to be in my house by myself. And it's, it's hard to communicate that. Yeah. And, you know, we, we were talking about the guilt thing and that's kind of my guilt factor of like, in order for me to be a better mom to you, I need to not be with you. And how do you communicate that to anybody? Right. You know? Yeah. Even even my own mom, like I was um, asking her if she would keep my kids for a couple of days. She was like, well, why don't you just come and you can just stay? And I was like, well, because I want to be in my house by myself. And, you know, it was it was even hard for her because she wants me to visit. Right. But I'm like, I I really just need to be away from my kids. And and it always feels so, even saying it now, I'm like cringing. Like, I know that sounds awful it and sounds too revealing. but sensible to me. Yes. Yeah, like, it, ma- I, it makes sense to me. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I know that when I don't and when I get to that point of burnout, that's when I just check out. I check out emotionally and mentally and I am no longer even present Right. With my kids. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that way about your husband, too? Like alone time is not just without your kids. It's also without. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, with him working and things like that, there's it's a different dynamic. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't need the same amount from me as right. my kids do. Where my kids, it just feels like you need so much from me and I have so little to give. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I also, I mean, my classic line growing up was, I need to play by myself. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have any siblings in the home with me. So I would have grown up like an only child with no one else. I mean, I'm sure there was other reasons why I might wanted to be in my room. But, like, there was an actual, like, biologic made this way. I have to have some time not around other people. Yeah. And I feel that way about my husband, too. And so, like, I have probably more guilt about him than I do my kids. Yeah. Because I he leaves before I get up in the morning. And so I only see him in the evenings. And this is why I honestly stay up too late. Because I want to stay up for a little while after he goes to bed so I can have that time by myself. And I will stay up and I can't, it's like, it isn't measurable except Mm -hmm. to me, but until I feel better, even though I'm like so sleep deprived, Mm -hmm. like I need to stay up because there's something I can't, I couldn't function if I just went straight to bed. Yeah. And it sounds ridiculous. No, it doesn't. We're both saying we think we sound silly. But but I know that feeling, you know, that feeling of like, okay, I feel I feel full again, you know, or I feel like I'm, it's almost function. like a, it's a recharge, you yeah. know, I feel like I've got a little bit of charge and now I can enter back in. Yeah. And I agree with the, with feeling that way with my husband, but mostly because by the end of the day, when you've been interacting so much with your kids and right. teachers and work and all of this stuff that by the time he gets home, it doesn't feel like a 
welcome home. Let's talk about your day and pour into each other, right? It's it's Here. a welcome home. I'm handing you the keys and I'm leaving. Yeah. You know, yeah, like sometimes. it's yeah. yeah. So it's like I almost see him as my relief mm-hmm. rather than as someone that I want to continue to pour into at the end of the day. Right. And so, yeah, he he gets a lot of my like checked out. He'll be like, what's wrong? I'm like, nothing. I just got nothing left. Like, (laughs) it is empty. This is literally nothing. Yes. Nothing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It -hmm. is hard. So I know that you have talked about before Sundays being kind of your day that you take time for yourself. Or you try to. I try to. Right. Sort of. Sort of Like your your meal time by yourself. Yes, I even you watch on your Sundays. trashy TV shows. Exactly. Yes. So is that what are some other things that let like, you stay up late? Yeah. I asked you whether or not you knew what you needed for rest because I have secretly wondered if I don't know what would be restorative for me. Right? Like I mean, there are these sort of like life experiential things like staying up late that can figure out. But I have wondered if I couldn't identify that because I wasn't ever in a restorative situation in childhood, right? So any kind of like rest or, you know what I'm saying, like... Filling that cup up, I even had to do for myself as a child. So I thought maybe I was unsure about all that because I just didn't know. But I think maybe it is that that maybe most women are in that boat, not the dysfunctional family part, but the— I don't know, like you've never been in in this situation before where you have a limited amount of time and you're kind of like putting pressure on yourself to figure out what to do for yourself (laughs) so you can keep going. You know, like I have these two hours, Mm -hmm. so... Yeah. Do you feel that pressure? Like, I I've got to find something to do to yeah. restore me it's so almost, I keep going. Yeah. And then it's like a drug. I'm trying to find different things. <laughs> is it Law and Order? Right? Is it Nordstrom? <laughs> is it a crossword puzzle? Is it a nap? I don't know. Yes. Well, and I, I'll, it almost makes me more anxious when it's like, Okay, I've got two hours <laughs> you don't because want I'm like to I have this book I want to read. I want a garden. I definitely want a nap, but a nap is going to take up all two hours. So, right. and it's like, yes. how do I how do I maximize this tiny amount that I have? Yeah. Um, but also do all the things that I really really wanted to. You know, yeah. yes, and it it really does it. I think it makes me more anxious sometimes yeah. to have time and why I crave like. The ability to have my girls go away for mm-hmm. a day or days or, you yeah. know, because then I feel like I can get it all out of my system and then be ready. Right. You know? Yes. Yeah. And I, I think you're right. I think that I think that it's similar to when you bring a newborn home and you expect that there are things that are just natural. Right. Like they're going to sleep. Right. 
They're going to eat well. Yeah, or you're just going to automatically yeah. know how to breastfeed. And it's yes. going to, you're just going to latch. Because and your every, body's made for it. Right, so, so it should, should work. It. Yes. Yeah. Things like that. They're going to poop normally. Like yeah. stuff that just should work, right. right? And so as humans, I think we just assume we know how to rest when we need to rest. And I don't think any of us really do. do. It's Mm-mm. a learned thing. And I think... I feel like we struggle with it so much because it's like those other things that we're like, this should be natural, right? Mm -hmm. Like this should just happen when I need it. And in reality, it has to be a choice. It has to be a learned rhythm Mm -hmm. in your life. Whereas, you know, otherwise you just go until you collapse. So nature does take its course at some point, but it is definitely wilder and harsher than you expect. So what is it about taking time for yourself that's, that's making you uncomfortable for this conversation? Yeah, I think because I am personally in the, in the process of it. And it is something that I think will be a process like my whole life, but like you don't ever arrive, you know, and that's kind of like what you were going to, oh, it doesn't just happen. You don't just figure this out and then you're okay because, you know, your experiences and thus your needs change. Um, And so I have started counseling, Mm -hmm. and this is a topic that has come up Mm -hmm. because it is uh, impacting my life. And so we—I have been kind of writing down, like, what all my, like, responsibilities are, Mm -hmm. both assumed rules I make for myself— Things that are actually my responsibility because maybe we've divvied up those roles. Mm-hmm. And um, and then looking about, like, at the time frames of when I am doing it, you know, and how many years I've been doing and you know, all these things. And um, it's been eye-opening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't know why— I have this unrealistic expectation that I put on myself that I would never put on another person, Mm -hmm. including you. Mm -hmm. And I would applaud you for taking mental health days from work, right? My counselor is trying to get me to take mental health days from work. Mm -hmm. But my mind immediately counters with that. Well, I was just off for two weeks on vacation. Those actually were not mental health days. No. She would respond. You took your children. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, like the whole vacation was organized and we were, you know, like the whole thing. And so I can't take off another day. I already have more work than I have hours that I'm giving to it. So I just, I can't. I can only ever take a mental health day once I've caught up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is what's going on. Yeah. And well, let me ask you, if you took that day, would it, would all those things just be spinning in your head the whole time? Like, could you relax on a day like that? I couldn't in one day. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, and that's kind of the whole mirage of me time as well. Those two hours, like you have taken 
10 years of motherhood and you think you're going to fix them on two hours on a Sunday, yeah, yeah, you're not. Like, you're not. You're not going to fill up a cup that has been draining for 10 years. And just coming to the reality to say, to like admit and confess, hi, my name is Emily and I am depleted, Mm -hmm. you know. And it's not my work's fault. It's not my husband's job. It's not that fault. It's not my kid's fault. Like, it's a collection of all of those things. And like what my counselor is wanting me to try to do is she wants me to take a mental health day more than once a month. Mm -hmm. Like she wants it to be like, because you have to do it repetitively Mm -hmm. in a short amount of time for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's lazy. (laughs) That's like not productive. That's going to get me in a deep hole. Mm -hmm. And she says it won't. So we're still we're still discussing this, but she said something to me that I thought was like it sort of stopped me in my tracks was we have been talking about my childhood and how I most always had to learn to fill my own cup, mm-hmm. you know, and those types of things. Because in those ways my parents kind of abandoned me. In that, you know, they weren't capable to do that for me um, the way that even most broken parents can, you know. And so she said to me, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. She said, don't abandon Emily like they abandoned Emily before. Like the pattern is not to abandon Emily. And I was like, oh my Lord. I'm wow, sure at this, yeah. I'm not crying now, but in the <laughs> office, I was like, okay. Right. <laughs> and this is like a new frame of reference for me. It just that phrase takes it away from what, where I, where I do operate is I have got to work hard and I've got to be really good at it because I've got to rescue myself out of this, right? So this is where Emily's overachieving, work, work, work. This is where that comes from, you know, and that even goes into why I have to be so intentional with my kids. I've got to work and put all of this into this to save myself, right? And that's my childhood coping mechanism of how to get myself out of there. But it isn't doing me any good at this point. And, you know, she was kind of like, what do you have to save yourself from now? Like there's, you know, there's nothing hurting me in those ways now. And I'm like, she was like, so you can stop that. I was like, well, that's a lot easier said than done. But it's a frame of reference for me to say it's not about me stopping work. It's about me, like, kind of redeeming what happened to me in those early years and not continuing that behavior on. Like, it's another way to break a cycle. And... I know. I was like, mm-hmm. mind blown. Yeah. And so she has, she is asking me <laughs> to start by taking off like two mental health days. So mm-hmm. that would mean because when I don't work, 
Like as soon as Lisa comes, I'm working, 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 working until she's done. And then I come in and I pick up wherever she left off. Right, my husband works a lot of weekends. I'm with the kids the whole time. So when, like, I feel guilty when Lisa is here to do nothing. Yeah. Like, yeah. that would be like a waste of money mm-hmm. to me. You know, like that is super irresponsible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she wants me to take two days a month where I don't work. I don't do anything at the house. I would only do nothing. Yeah. And that like it is it feels actual pain in my internal self when I think about that. Yeah. Okay, so I just like talk I'm, and talk no, and talk. No, no, I'm I'm going to I feel like I'm I'm like let's unpack this. Oh no. Bit. No, I just think because I get that feeling and I remember the feeling of having people come to my house after having a baby and doing stuff for me, like folding laundry or doing the dishes or whatever. And even even with my mom, if she comes over and she starts cleaning, I feel like I have to clean, mm-hmm. right? And it's kind of this, like, nobody else put that expectation on us, yeah. but we feel that way. And so I can imagine, like, having somebody that you hire, come in, take care of my kids so I can work, and then being like, I'm just going to hang, you know? I Yeah, I get why that would be uncomfortable. And I can say to you, like, well, you just need to do it, obviously. <laughs> like, no. I can see right, why you, you have, need to do this. You have no judgment of me. I have if no I, judgment. You would be happy for me if yes, I did that, right? I would be like, yes, and amen, do right. this. This is the whole thing with the counselor. Mm-hmm. And she was like, there's no other person you know on this planet that will judge you for this yep. except me. Yeah, and that's that's the worst part is yeah. there's that part of you inside that's like, I can't get past it. I can't get past yeah. it. This episode is brought to you by Fort Worth Moms, an online parenting resource to encourage and inspire moms in North Texas and all over the world. Why do we as women do this to ourselves? Like, what is it? I just I I, don't know. I want to find like. I just, I want to be able to be like, it's Pinterest. Like, Pinterest (laughs) did this to us. You know, like, I want to find it. Like, where is our scapegoat? Let's burn it at the stake and be done, you know? But I think it's just different for each of us. You know, it's just those, it's that internal dialogue that we're having that's, that's like, yeah. It makes me feel so cringy to sit. And do nothing. Yeah. It's rules that we've made for ourselves. And that, like that's kind of like I have I have way more rules that I've made for myself than I ever fully yeah. realized. Yeah. Like you wouldn't even put them on your kids. No. It's the ideal mom that sits in my head. Yes. You know. Yes. And I'm trying to be that. But my ideal mom and your ideal mom are two completely different people. Oh, they're totally different. And they're probably very different from who we are. Yeah. Naturally. Right. You know. Mm -hmm. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Because my and and I I'm also doing counseling, which is a great godsend. I know. Like let's just everybody go to counseling. It's called mom fashions. We yeah, meet exactly. once we, a we month. We do, and we record <laughs> and have our counseling. Yes. Session. Uh, but one of the things that she had me do was like describe to me an ideal mom, and I'm trying to think back to what my list was, but I know it involved somebody who 
wants to be with their kids all the time, who likes to play with their kids, who is up early, right? Like this is this is what she gets up early before her kids. Right. Which is that even possible? I don't know. I think some people do. It's not us, though. But my children hear me, and they come. It doesn't matter. It could be four in the morning, and they'd be like, Mom's awake. Get me waffles. Exactly. Like, yeah. Anyways, I digress. So somebody who is a morning person, somebody who keeps their house clean, somebody who has people over, has time to be productive and work and... I mean, this woman is not me. She makes me tired. Yeah. She also doesn't exist. She doesn't. But we think she does. Yes. I don't know. We can't. Yes. I don't know why we can't get her out of her head. And I've never I've never met that woman in one person. Mm-hmm. But I think what I do is I look for her and I see part of her in this friend and part of her yeah. in this friend and part of... And so I sit here and I'm like, well, if they can do it, then I can obviously do all of this. <laughs> right. And it's just... Yeah. Garbage. It is garbage. <laughs> and I say that, but inside I'm like, no, it's not. It's not. You you got to work harder. You got to get I up deal, earlier. Ideal mom. Yes. She keeps yakking. Oh, she is a nasty, nasty lady. Yeah. I do want to say that although I believe we will never really arrive mm-hmm. at understanding all of this even or Finding that magic potion that will help us feel truly, like, refreshed and restored and not depleted. I mean, you can get there sometimes. But just because we can't ever find the holy grail of it doesn't mean it isn't something we keep pursuing. Like, don't abandon Emily. Like, keep pursuing Emily and learning more about her and learning— more of what she needs, like becoming more of a student of yourself, I think, I hope, fingers crossed, will be valuable and may actually be our only shot (laughs) at really ever getting to, like, understanding what it is we really need in me time. Mm -hmm. You know, what does me time look for an extrovert? We need to find one and ask her. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. Like, what do you, because we're always like, no people, no people <laughs> right? anywhere. I wonder too, like, first of all, I think that we should make mom fashion t shirts that say, don't abandon Emily. <laughs> yeah. And hashtag that should just don't be abandon Emily. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't leave yes, Emily alone. Like, you need to take care of yourself, mama. But as you're talking, I'm thinking about, we always tell each other, Right. And we always tell our kids, like, you can do hard things. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think the idea underlying that is like, if you're scared of doing something, right, or if it's a challenging thing, you have the ability to work hard for it. Right. But or does you have it, a bad attitude and you don't yes, want to do it? <laughs> yes. But that phrase should apply to us taking rest. Mm-hmm. Right. It should apply. So you can take a mental health day. You can do that hard thing. And it sounds mm-hmm. like like a total flip flop like that doesn't you can counter you can take a nap, do that hard thing, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. but I I think that's the hard thing that we as moms and as women that needs to be our mantra when it comes to finding time for ourselves mm-hmm. and for rest is you can do this hard thing. 
whether you feel like it, whether whether it scares you, whether you're afraid you're going to lose something or miss out on something because of it. Do you that feel you're going thing. to fail? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That all of those plates that you're spinning, that maybe one of them's going to drop. Maybe it's time for it to drop. But do that hard thing. And if rest is that hard thing, then it's time, you know? Mm-hmm. We will have no follow-up discussions about this None. and whether or not I have decided <laughs> to do that. Do we we will have live updates via yeah. our Twitter page. No. We are Just not kidding. talking we don't about have Twitter. this again. <laughs> this is the only Accountability time. Accountability is, is uh, overrated. imminent. No. <laughs> so how do you feel... In your nine years, are you nine years as a mom? Yeah, almost ten. Almost because she's getting close. That. Yeah, I can't believe it because I'm there. You're there. It's a you're decade. <laughs> okay, so how have you in, evolved? Not only in your thinking about your own self care, mm-hmm. but how have you evolved in practice? We all realize mm-hmm. I've done terribly. <laughs> no. How have you done? You're evolving. That's why it's uncomfortable right yes, now. Yes, it is uncomfortable. Yeah. So, I mean, I've always felt the guilt, right? And early on, whenever I had my first my first baby at home, I would, like my husband would get home and I would feed the baby and I would walk out the door and I would go and walk around Kroger for an hour. Just walk around Kroger. It was the same Kroger. I was there every night. Every week. It didn't matter. I didn't care. <laughs> like, um, and I felt I felt bad that I wanted to be away from my kid. I felt guilty. I was also dealing with postpartum depression and all of that. But I think over time, and as I've grown as a mom, as I've grown as a woman, and as I've grown in relationship with other moms. I've definitely become more comfortable with the fact that I have needs that need to be met in order to meet my children's needs. While I'm growing more comfortable with that, it doesn't make it easier. But I've also found that like, I'm finding ways to communicate it to the people that I need to help me with that. You know, because we can't have self-care unless we have other people. Right. Right. Like you need to have the wonderful Miss Lisa. You need to have your husband. You need to have your community around you, Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like, in order to take time for yourself. Because there are still things like it's one of those things like life is always going to go on. Right. And so that's what's scary is that you are taking a minute to step out of the stream and just sit on the side for a little bit. But you have to have other people who are going to like, you know, keep your canoe afloat or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to go with the river thing. Uh, <laughs> I need a towel to dry off, yeah, please. Yeah, I'm going to need a towel and a stiff drink. I'm going to stay here on the bank. Yeah, I mean, so we we need other people. And so I'm learning to communicate that with them, even though it's uncomfortable sometimes. And I think my husband and I get into kind of like a self-care battle where it's like, he's like, I'm burnt out. And I'm like, well, I'm more burnt out. So you take the kids this time. You know, a few weeks ago, um, my family went to San Antonio and we had planned this trip for a long time. 
And the day before, I just, I went to Joe and I was like, I can't do this. Like, I cannot go. I'm so overwhelmed by our life right now that I need to stay home and I need to clean our house and I need to reset, you know, as a person right now. And those three days were glorious. And I literally cleaned my house all three days, but it didn't matter because that's what I needed in that time to feel like I could continue moving forward Mm -hmm. with motherhood, you know? And so I'm learning to communicate that and to be more comfortable with taking it. And um, doesn't necessarily mean it feels good or that I don't feel guilty, but yeah, I think I'm growing, growing in that area. What about you? You know, I honestly think... I was better at self-care as a young mom than I am now. I think I have gone the wrong way. Interesting. (laughs) I've evolved the wrong way. Like, I definitely had less, I feel like, in my life when my kids were younger. And maybe that's because they were more demanding. Mm -hmm. And then as my kids have gotten more independent— And both of the—I have no kids at home during the school year. Mm -hmm. Instead of reclaiming some of that time for myself, I have filled it up with other things. And, you know, work for me is life-giving. I enjoy work. I love sitting at my desk. And it's completely appropriate as being a more introverted person— that I have somehow started a business mm-hmm. where I'm alone in my mm-hmm. office <laughs> and don't even have office mates, right? right? Can we just see how that yes. worked out for me? And I can have, you know, interaction with y'all through video and occasional meetings and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So, but even in that activity that is a joy, I am, I, it's just, I have that problem. If I have white space on my calendar, I fill it up with something to do. And I have lost the margin to have time for nothing. And I feel that. I remember when I quit working and I started staying home and people had asked me what I did, there was just this shame almost Mm -hmm. of being like, "I'm, I'm just a mom, you know? And it was always that I'm just to where it felt like the work that I was doing in motherhood didn't carry as much weight. Mm-hmm. Even now as I work from home and I um, I still stay home, it still is that I feel like when you talk to people, and again, this is that ideal mom in my head. It has right. nothing to do with the people around me. But it's this idea of like, well, what do you do with your day? You know, well, if you stay home, what do you do with your day? If you work from home, what do you do with your time? It, it's just this mentality that we have of, of even an ideal human being that is contributing to society mm-hmm. and, right. and what they should be doing. And rest and, and self-care doesn't really fit into that ideal anywhere. Yeah. And yeah, and I'm looking ahead to this year, which I was looking ahead to this last year, and it you know, thank you, COVID didn't happen, but having two girls in school and then two times a week having my youngest in preschool. So having essentially what will be 10 hours 
of just time that does not involve my kids. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, I have 10 hours. I can get a part-time job. I can, you know, and I have all this stuff built up of like what I should be doing with that time. And if I don't fill that time with those things, I'm going to be embarrassed to tell people what I do with my time. Or you think you've wasted it or something. Yeah, because it's not a waste. Yeah, because I'll feel like it's a waste. I wish Mom Fashions listeners that we had answers for you. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe if you can just say they can relate. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's so, it's not so easily solved or we, I mean, come on, mothers would have figured this out of all the people. There would be a blog. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, it would just be one article and we'd all read it. Yes. And that's because we're all, we all share a similar struggle, but our experiences are different. Who we are as people, we're all unique, right? So finding one solution for each unique mother that ever existed is impossible. And that's why I really latched on to Don't Abandon Emily, because it's not... It's not don't abandon Beth. It's not don't abandon Kelly or whoever is out there. For me, I can only don't abandon Emily, you know, and that's who, like, I need to know better because what might be restorative and refreshing for me would not be for you, and that may change in our season. And I think I've I've confessed this on Mom Fishings before, but— I have had the ongoing debate and discussion with my husband here and there, like, should I not work? Like, why am I doing this to myself? He stated repeatedly, and I agree with him, that not working would be the worst thing Mm -hmm. I could do for myself. So for me, that's not like a negative thing. But while it can be life-giving, it also can be life-absorbing. You know, and there's where I have to, like, find the boundaries, but also come to terms with the fact that I have to give myself margin. Or what happens and is happening right now is that I'm living on a fourth a tank of gas. And so I get depleted really quickly, right? When there's anything that pushes in that wants to take more, I don't really have that much to give. I have scheduled just enough to give, and if it goes out of that, we're in trouble. Yes. I'm on empty. I'm done. I can't go. You know, there needs to just be that value shift, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it has to be like a mental and emotional change that you make in your in yourself of seeing time of restoration as you know, as valuable as having the the same or even more worth than whatever your work is, you know, and I use work in a broad term because, oh, yeah, you know, everything is work, but not as a one off as a regular part of your rhythm of your. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to hear what Y'all think about this out there in Mom Fashions Podcast listening land. Join the discussion on our Facebook page at Mom Fashions Podcast, or you can find us on fwmoms.com and share with us, like, where are you on this finding space for you journey? And promise me that you won't abandon Emily or 
whoever else you are. Be watching for the bumper stickers. <laughs> yes. Hashtag don't abandon Emily. Yes, there we go. Rhythms of rest. Coming soon. <laughs> Swag. <laughs> All right. See you later. As always, visit fwmoms.com to see the notes from this show, including links to products and content mentioned in this episode. And one more time, just in case you missed it, fwmoms.com. Fort Worth Moms. <laughs>